Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. I'm excited because today we are going to be finishing up Hebrews chapter 11 in our study that we've been doing on faith. And I really do trust that your faith has grown as we've been doing this study that you've really truly learned what real faith is and that real faith is a title or a deed. It's not just an emotional feeling. It's not just an intellectual act, but it is a title or a deed by going and seeing God's promises and laying hold of them, but doing more than that, really letting those promises lay hold of us because it's also evidences of things not seen. It is one of those things that real faith has real evidences, real faith affects your life. And I trust that you've seen that faith should affect your life. It's not just something that you should just go and say, look, I have a doctrinal statement, look, I have beliefs, but that these doctrinal statements should go and grow, grow legs and actually take place in your life, that they should be going in and walking themselves out in your life, and that it should be evidenced in your life that you have faith, that others can look in and see that you have actual real faith. But today, we're going to be finishing up Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to look at verses 32 through 40, 32 through 40 of Hebrews chapter 11. And I mean, this is really, uh, well, the whole chapter has been incredible, but this is an incredible piece of scripture. But if you'd follow along as I read Hebrews chapter 11, verses 32 through 40. And just before I get into that, let me also say really quick, remember today, uh, we're going to be taking a, after today, we're going to be taking a week off. Uh, I just want to make sure that you know that so that if you come looking for a podcast tomorrow, you're not going to find it. We're going to take about a week off here. It's going to be, going to be resuming again Monday. It won't be resuming again Sunday, next Sunday. So it'll be eight days, I guess, when I'm uh, going and looking at that. Uh, And then we're going to be getting into, um, once again, uh, 10, 10 of the biggest lessons that I've, I've learned in my life spiritually. And I trust that they're going to be things that are going to impact your life as well. But also, we've just got some really exciting stuff that's going to be coming along around the bend. Um, but in this eight days, I am going to try to get out a, a few posts uh, of just some scripture uh, reading free to do that correlates some scripture together, ties some scripture together um, so that hopefully you're you're staying active, staying engaged, but also that you're staying connected to God's word. That's the most important thing. But even if um, you, you don't go and look at uh, Shouts of Grace for that, I want to encourage you, be in the word, be in the word. Uh, but let's read Hebrews chapter 11, verses 32 through 40. And it says this, and what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, Brock, and Samson, and Jephthah, and also of David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fires, escaped the edge of the sword, out of the weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned uh, to flight the armies of aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting uh, accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still, others had trial of mockings 
and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned and they were sawn in two. They were uh, tempted and they were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and in goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in the deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth, and of all of these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. The first thing that I want us to see here this morning is that faith is greater than position. Faith is greater than position. You know, the men mentioned here, some of them are are men of great position. I mean, you have you have a king and David, you have prophets and Samuel and, and some other prophets that are mentioned here. You've got great military leaders in Samson and David and Jephthah and Barak and Gideon. You've got judges in Samuel and Samson and Jephthah and, and, and Barak and Gideon. You've got political leaders. Uh, you know, Daniel is referenced most likely by uh, stopping the mouths of lions. Um, also, quenching quench the violence of fire is most likely referring to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I mean, once again, political leaders. The, these men are here in this chapter, though not because of their position. They're here because of their faith. I mean, think about the examples that you have here. You've got Gideon. I mean, he fought the Midianites with only 300 men, cut, cut down from 10,000 men. And, and I mean, he was incredibly outnumbered uh, with the 10,000 men. And then, of course, in, I mean, insurmountably outnumbered with the 300 men. And yet he went to battle, not with a machine gun or a tank, but with a trumpet, a pitcher, and a torch. Samson. I mean, he was generally, we generally remember him for his failures, and yet uh, here he is, whether, you know, we remember him for his lust and his bad attitude, uh, but he was a, a man of utmost faith uh, at the end of his life, and, and I mean, he knew his strength came from God e even, uh, even you know, a after he got his hair cut. You know, often we read uh, that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Samson knew that his strength came from God, and, and he would have to trust in God, have faith in God, in order for that strength to really manifest itself. I mean, that's the, the incredible thing. Uh, you know, and he brought the house down, right? Literally, brought the house down. You've got David. Obviously, think of David and Goliath and in the phrase that he goes and he says, the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. Might think of, you know, how he says he's going to go and chop off Goliath's head and feed his flesh to the birds of the air. But, but I mean, these are incredible things of faith. But David had faith even before that while he was fighting lions and bears. I mean, David had faith in smaller things in life, and this led to faith through bigger things in life. But David attributed his ability to defend his sheep from lions and bears, not in his great slingshot ability, not in, in his great skill but to the Lord, even in the smaller things. See, faith is why these men are here. It's not because of their position. And this is confirmed if we go back to the lesson we looked at yesterday, where you see in verse 31, by faith Rahab, the harlot, right? God is, 
is not a respecter of persons. You didn't get into the to Hebrews chapter 11 because you were such an impressive person with this great position. Hebrews chapter 11 was exclusively based upon their faith. You know, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, I want to remind you of that. It says this, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. As we finish this chapter, I, I just want you to remember here that you can have this kind of a faith. You don't need to look at these people and say, well, you know, I'm not a prophet. Well, I'm not a king. Well, I'm not a political leader. Well, I, I, I'm not a this. I'm not a that. Well, Rahab made it into this, it, this chapter. And, and remember, even these people with, with great positions, they're not here because of their position. There are many people who had the same position as them who are not in the chapter. They're here because they had faith, and you too can have that faith if you diligently seek God. I also want you to remember verses 35 through 38 here, that faith endures suffering. Faith endures suffering. In verses 35 through 38, it says, Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still, others had trial of mockings and scourgings. Yes, in the chains of imprisonment. They were stoned and they were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. Of whom... This world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. See, one thing I want you to remember is that some suffering has earthly deliverance. I mean, one example that was given here is that women received their dead raised. And of course, that this is probably speaking of the example of Elijah and Elisha raising children from the dead. There was a temporary suffering on the earth before faith gave deliverance of great joy. Some of the other accounts of deliverance in this chapter, we think of Noah and Moses and Sarah, where they saw deliverance on this earth, and faith at times does give great earthly deliverance. I, I, I think a lot more uh, than, than what we would often think, but we just really do have to activate that faith and have true biblical faith and meet the biblical conditions that God requires. But sometimes suffering only has heavenly deliverance. I mean, we see that there were people who were tortured. Now, this word tortured here in verse 35, it's a compound word, and it, it, it means uh, drum and to stretch. The torture uh, is that they would take large wooden circle and they would bind the person in the middle of it, and then they would beat that person to death with clubs like they were beating a human drum. That's literally what this verse is talking about as to what happened to some of these people. You know, some of them, it goes and it says, not accepting deliverance. This gives the idea uh, that, that they might have had the opportunity to recant their faith and to be delivered, much like Polycarp. Uh, he was gone, and as an old man, he was put, and, and he was burned at the stakes. And, and you know, they, they went and they told him, they said, look, uh, we don't really want to kill an old man. All you have to do is recant. 
And he says, look, Jesus has been faithful to me for all of these years. Certainly, I'm going to be faithful to him to the end. And so they burnt him at the stakes. And as the story goes, as the account goes, I really should say it's a historical account, God gave him supernatural preservation for a while where he was within the midst of the flames singing hymns praising God, and then he eventually was consumed by the flames, but but he was there with a supernatural amount of time praising God. I mean, that right there is real faith, that that's not accepting of the deliverance, not accepting of the recanting, and we should never accept of the recanting. We should always confirm Jesus Christ, never deny Jesus Christ. You know, Jeremiah was mocked he was imprisoned, yet he had faith that, that sought a heavenly deliverance. Isaiah, according to tradition, was sawn in two, and that's probably who it was. it's referencing here in Hebrews chapter 11. All of this suffering, but yet there was a deliverance for them, and it was a heavenly deliverance. You know, faith, it has an eternal perspective because faith shapes our worldview. There is a reality that the world will hate us for our faith. And there is a reality that all those who love Jesus Christ will suffer for the sake of Jesus Christ. And there is the reality as well that it is appointed for a man to die once and after that judgment. We can't forget those realities. Faith brings many benefits and, and many benefits even on this earth. But we do have to remember that there are realities that, that eventually we we will die. And perhaps, depending on how the world's looking and that continues on the path that it is, it's it's plausible that you may have to stand for your faith and face physical persecution as a Christian in America. And the question is, is will you hold on to that faith? Will you have a faith that really impacts you here, like these men did? Now, sometimes there is an earthly deliverance. I don't want to say that there's not. don't want to give you the idea that there's not. But sometimes it's just a heavenly deliverance, and you're called to have a ultimate testimony, a martyrdom, which means witness or testimony. But today I want to finish up with verses 39 through 40, and I want you to see that today is the day of faith. And it says this, all these having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise, but God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. You see, all that are listed here in this chapter were Old Testament saints, and that's not that they were of any less value, and, and surely their, their feats of faith are incredibly amazing, but they were looking forward to the Messiah. They didn't have the body of Christ and the Messiah came, Jesus Christ, who we look back upon, and he chose us to be co-laborers with him, and he has enjoined us to the people of God, to those Old Testament saints who came before us. Ultimately, we're fulfilling their ministry as we're building upon the foundation, the, the, the layers of faith that they laid for us. Isn't that incredible? The faith that they had, we are building today, and we're sharing the greater picture 
of the gospel. You, you know, th- th- there were some who I would say clearly saw the gospel, but for the most part, it was a shadow. It, it was something that, that people only kind of understood certain concepts. They realized that a Messiah was coming, but, but you know, they were looking forward to it, and they were doing things that were a shadow of it as they were going and sacrificing lambs as opposed to having the Lamb of God. Well, we have the Lamb of God. We look back and we see Jesus Christ, and because of that— We see that we more clearly can build upon the faith that they laid for us. And that means today is the day of faith. Though this chapter, the Great Hall of Faith, it points backwards. We're looking back and we're remembering, and it might be easy to stop and to go and to say, wow, they did great things for God. Wow, their faith was incredibly strong. But but I want to encourage you of this. The point And the purpose of this chapter is not to just go and to admire their faith, but it is so that the faith that you have in your life and should have in your life, which is the same faith that they had in their life, should affect your life and that you should build on what they have done and that you should be living with the same kind of faith that they had. Isn't that incredible? You should be building on the example of all of these people here. They obtained a good testimony, but it's not just a testimony to talk about their life so that we remember and go, wow, look at that, but so that we can actually walk in their legacy, so that we can walk in their legacy. So today, I just want to simply challenge you. And I want to end this series with this simple challenge of, is faith affecting your life? Is faith affecting your life? You know, if you listen to this podcast, I kind of assume, because I mean, it's it's shouts of grace. It's completely Christian uh, identified, right? I'm assuming that there's not a whole lot of uh, of proclaiming non-Christians or atheists who go and they look up this podcast and listen to it and things like that. I'm assuming that you probably identify as a Christian. And so my question is, is that when you look at your life, is faith really affecting your life? Because if not, you need to stop and you need to take inventory You need to start looking at the promises of God. You need to get down on your knees. You need to believe the promises of God. You need to lay hold of the promises of God. You need to let the promises of God lay hold of you. And then you need to walk with real evidences in your life. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Oh, but even in darkness we hold to the promise There's nothing we can't overcome So that war you've been fighting Feel it, the song that is rising, then you can't help.
believe it. The work has already begun. Know that God's up to something. A miracle's coming. Rejoice like it's Trusting in faith, even now.